With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I think uh, we're going to come to a point where we have to have clarity on that completely, and I'll let you know when we do. But uh, going into game week, I think that's that's going to be the time where we're going to have to have all the answers and have everything buttoned up. And um, I'll, I'll let you know when, when we have uh, some definite clarity on some of those things. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, final segment. That was Scott Frost. And it's kind of, Nate, the elephant in the room on managing the roster size for Nebraska because the Big Ten only allows 170 tests weekly now going forward and that includes staff and that's people that are day-to-day around your players in like a priority a group so there's going to be you know 20 to 30 to maybe even 35 type of walk-on kids that may not be able to be a part of things going forward and um you know it just makes you wonder long term on the roster size um what this could do to things going forward for nebraska well, yeah, it kind of becomes a logistical nightmare uh, or at least another just one more thing that you've got to worry about and manage. Because um, what if the corona testing's next year, too? Exactly. Uh, nobody knows how long they're going to have to do this for. And, and you know, and I guess my, my question is why why did they put a, a cap on it in the first place? Which uh, only hurts one team, by yeah, the way. Exactly. It only hurts Nebraska. Um, everybody knows that Nebraska's got – the biggest roster in the conference and, and arguably as many support staff, football. you know, yeah. And yeah, one of the biggest in, in all of power five football. So, I mean, I don't even know why there's, there's a limit, but if, you know, if they, if that, if that's pretty, um, you know, if that limit is set in stone, Nebraska is going to have to have to do something. They're going to have to figure something out. All right. And what have you seen, Nate, just on walk-ons for Nebraska for next year, you, do you think they're going to kind of hard cap it at about 10 to 15 um, as far as how many walk-on additions they can take, knowing that everybody is going to keep a year of eligibility? Yeah, I would think so. I, I, I would I would think that we're going to see, you know, one of the smaller walk-on classes that we've seen in, in quite a while, especially under under Frost. I, you know, they've, they've been in the 20s or, or more, um, you know, since Frost arrived and Right now, you know, the, the amount of kids in state that have walk-on offers and even a couple out-of-state um, that, that have gotten walk-on offers is is uh, far fewer than what it typically is at this point in, in the season. And uh, there's been a couple guys that have already accepted those. And, and I think that, you know, this year we're going to probably see 10 or less, um, you know, depending on who they are. I'm sure there's always guys that you would take no matter what. But uh, given the amount of, of uh, space that I think they're going to have to try and conserve here going forward, I, I think this year will be one of the smaller ones. Yeah, you, you wonder that auxiliary locker room in eight, and what does that hold, like 30, 35? Yeah, I mean, tops. Probably, probably 35 tops. And so, I mean, there's not a much there's not much space there. And, and some GAs and other guys use that locker room mm-hmm. now too. So, you know, I've heard rumblings that they even sometimes, some people might go over to South Stadium and have to use the South locker room for the where the uh, the visitors might use just because of space and if nobody's losing eligibility, it's going to get pretty crowded next year. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many headaches that are on the horizon here. I mean, how they're going to deal with 
Um, everybody not losing a year and, and bringing in more, you know, bringing in another signing class, bringing in another walk-on class and um, not having your new facility uh, for yet another year. I mean, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of headaches here that, that uh, the administrators and support staff at Nebraska are going to you know, have to deal with. All right, Nate, in Nebraska this week picked up commitment number 19 from Norris tight end James Carney. Uh, they didn't necessarily need another tight end, uh, but this is just one of those battleground type deals where you're not going to let a key rival take a player from your own backyard for many different reasons. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, I think it came down to the fact that James Carney is a 6'5", 225-pound athletic, um, you know, kind of game-changing type of guy. And even though you didn't necessarily have to have another tight end in this recruiting class, you you can't necessarily afford to just you know let let somebody else come into your backyard and, and take a guy like that. You can't have too, too many players like that on your roster, and so they had to they had to just make space. and And I think that it was a good pickup, and I think that it will prove to be a good addition to this recruiting class uh, in, in the coming years. Um, I mean, I think you know James Carney. From from what I've seen in person, um, you know he's somebody that stacks up very very well to Thomas Fedoni, and as we all know, Thomas Fedoni is one of the number one or one of the top tight ends in the country, if not the number one tight end in the country, and a top you know 100 overall prospect in the nation. So, um, you know I think I think it was a good deal, and and I know that if Carney had not gotten the offer from Nebraska, he's probably ending up being a Hawkeye, and and you're facing him for the next you know however many years having to hear about it and you've got to hear about it all the time and so um this was a deal where nebraska needed to get him he wanted to be in the program uh and i think that's something that that you can't put you know you can't necessarily put a put a price tag on either is somebody who wants to be who's dying to be a part of your program and uh, who's been dreaming about being a Husker all, pretty much all his life. And so um, it all just kind of fit together, and, and, and I think it's going to prove to be a really good addition. Well, and the odds of Norris, Nate, having another guy down the road are probably pretty high. I mean, that that is a really, really good athletic community there, and you want to kind of keep things rolling there because there, there's a lot of Division One athletes, whether it's baseball, football, et cetera, that are coming out of Norris in the coming years. Yeah, and it's only going to continue to get better, and, and all their sports are going to continue to, to grow and get better too. So, um, and it's I mean it's kind of it's almost um, you know I found it kind of interesting that it, it had been so long since somebody from Norris had been a scholarship. Who know, was the recruit. last one? I, I don't even. I was going to say I'm drawing a blank on on their name, but it was somebody I think in the early or early 90s or late 80s, something like that. Um, I mean, it's been a long time since there was a, a scholarship uh, athlete out of Norris, uh, you know, to be, you know, to be recruited and signed with the Huskers. So, it, but I don't think that it's going to be very much longer until it starts to become more and more common um, with the way that that school district is growing and uh, how many good athletes are, are coming in and out of that program. So, um, again, yeah, I think if, if you can keep people happy um, in the program and, and you know, kind of add an athlete like that onto your uh, your recruiting class, that's that's a win-win. For yeah, everybody. bottom line is nobody's questioning this. No. I mean, like everyone's like, yep, this had to be done. And if they didn't do it, that's when people would question it because he's he is a legit talent. He's he's somebody that, uh, you know, that was being heavily recruited by Iowa. Was, Iowa wasn't casually – 
recruiting him. They he was their only guy, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it, they didn't offer him just to to kind of you know out of spite to Nebraska or play games with Nebraska. They wanted him badly, and uh, you know, and and they didn't waste any time doing so. As soon as they saw his first, I think it was the first or second week of the season, they went ahead and offered and. K State offered, Pitt offered. I mean, he's he's legit Power Five guy, and uh, you know the, the testing numbers prove that uh, from what I've seen in, in person too. And, you know, it all proves it. And and you know what, you've got to tip your hat to to James Carney because this is a tough situation. He developed so much from his junior year to his senior year. Uh, didn't have the opportunity to go to camps. He didn't have the opportunity to be seen in person by the coaching staff. So he had to do all that work uh, to kind of get to this point. Then he had to go out and and put it on film. And that's that's uh, easier said than done. And and he did that. And now all of a sudden he's he's a Husker. So um, you know I, I think it all came together. And, and it's it, everybody uh, is going to come out you know better for it. I think. Nate. Lastly, here the approach Nebraska took with James. Carney with the offer was very aggressive um, and you get the sense going forward on the three-star type of in-state kid not necessarily the high profile four-star top 100 top 250 kid you can't do that with that type of kid but the the regional offer three-star guy Nebraska's going to be a lot different with how they make these offers I think so you know the the kids that have the um, the KU, K-State, Iowa State, Iowa type of offers, I, I think Nebraska is going to take more of a hardline approach with those types of guys and say, hey, look, um, we like you. We, we want you to be a part of the program, but we're not going to – we're not going to bend over backwards uh, and beg you, um, and we're not going to, you know, uh, play play games. You know, you either want to be a part of what we're doing, or or you can, you know, not be a part of it. And and I think that's, you know, that's going to become more commonplace with how they do things. And like you said, there are certain kids, and there are going to be certain kids, especially here over the coming years, with the type of talent that's coming up in the state, that they're not going to be able to take that approach with because those guys are going to have. Um, several, several options from from all Power Five schools, but the the re, the more regional recruits, I think they can say, "Hey, look, we'll offer you if you accept it." Uh, but otherwise, you know, good luck. And so, uh, and that's not to be rude, or or it doesn't mean that those guys are lesser players, but they they're going to take you know they, they know the cards they hold yeah they've been burnt in the past by giving too much space and, and freedom um and and i don't think they're going to do that anymore all right well plenty to follow here as we go into game week here next week um as press conference will be on monday and uh, we'll have regular access now on tuesday and thursday as well and i'll be traveling out to columbus um as well next week so it should be a, a lot to look forward to here as we move into game week Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.